Welcome back to Skincare This is your host, Exa, and I have a wonderful set of guests today. I'm very excited. They make lovely products, and as you know, we all need sunscreen, and this is definitely a great one to have. So without further ado, I want to introduce you guys to the co-founders for Get Mr. Skincare, Beth Goldstein and Eliana Goldstein. Welcome to the show, guys. I'm so excited that you're here. Hi, Erica. Thank, Thank you, you so much. Yeah, I, I want to get started and actually talk to both of you about your journey um, in this industry and what really got you started in skincare and, um, you know, like all the all the good stuff, the details. Maybe, uh, Beth, you can get us started uh, with your journey. Great. So I've been a dermatologist for over 30 years. Okay. I have grown into being a Mohs surgeon and focused on skin cancer treatment. And I have a practice across Central North Carolina in the Research Triangle Park with five locations. And I, um, with my skin cancer surgery practice, see a lot of men, about 70% men and 30% women. Hmm. Wow. So that's, that's quite a lot. That's a nice spread of patients. (laughs) Yeah. And I guess I, I have to admit since, um, Beth, as I'll call her, happens to be my mother. Um, I, I definitely (laughs) grew up, I would say with skincare being a topic on my mind, um, having a dermatologist for a mother can do that to you wearing sunscreen and loads of it from an early age. But, um, I really, you know, I got started in this business about two years ago when my mother first reached out and she started just talking Anecdotally, we'd always talked about the fact that I was so much easier at wearing sunscreen every day compared to my brothers, but we really started thinking around this topic she'd seen for years and years, which was this problem around helping more men to find ways to easily embed sunscreen into their daily routine, not bemoan the, that process. Yeah, no, that's such an interesting, you know, uh, topic that you bring up. And I love that you're you, you know, you're really uh, focusing on that because that's the biggest hurdle that I find just, you know, um, not only as a consumer, but just speaking to people, you know, day in and day out is that how do we get men to understand that, you know, when it comes to skincare, the one product you need is sunscreen <laughs> and, you know, that's for everybody, you know, it's a skin cancer is, is no joke. And it's, it's something that we can all, we're all very prone to. So, yeah, I, I, I'm glad that you brought that up. I want to actually ask, you know, um, in terms of like, you know, obviously this is all embedded in the in the concept of the medical practice, right? Um, starting all of this off, but like, um, how was it transitioning into like a skincare kind of uh, area, you know, um, from like the medical practice um, aspect? I would say that um, I've really always had a great interest in patient education and teaching them how to take care of their skin and to, and then early detection for those who have skin cancer. And, um, I really felt like there was just not a great, exciting, uh, brand that had excellent products that were simple and effective that men could really relate to. There were a lot of products out there for men, but I would be like, where's the sunscreen? You know, they had eye creams and night balms and really wanted to create the ability to make a change because skin cancer is going to be the number one cancer for men with invasive melanoma in just a few years. Skin cancer, as you know, is already the number one cancer. 
in general, yeah. but that, you know, so much of melanoma is preventable. Like 9% of our bodies are head and neck, but it represents 25% of melanoma and is 90% preventable. And so really wanting to shake this up and not just keep doing the same thing that doesn't seem to be moving the needle. Right. Right. Yeah, no, I know. And I think that, you know, it's so good that, you know, you're speaking from the, the aspect, you know, the perspective of, of being a dermatologist and having seen this, you know, day in and day out is that, you know, men, I think, as consumers, they look at anything that they put on their face, you know, other than, I guess, shaving products as, you know, cosmetic. <laughs> and it's, it's really a problem, you know, because I, 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 I can never wrap my head around that. It's like, you know, this is sunscreen should not be an afterthought. It should be obvious that, you know, you need to protect the big, largest organ of our body, you know? So, and I, and I really enjoy the fact that you've made it so simple. Um, you know, you guys have made your brand so simple. I really like the packaging and the way that, you know, um, it is just very easy to use. So I want to talk to you about that a little bit, you know, was there like, you know, was that something you had in mind from the beginning or did you have to kind of like study guys and the way they use products to understand <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah well I will say early on some advice we got um because you know I, I was working in aerospace venture capital so a completely different non-skincare market and you know my mother had this experience being um a skinceuticals flagship that she you know she knows about the the skincare space but neither of us had, had developed our own product before. So we did go out, we did try Harry's and Dollar Shave Club and, you know, and any other product out and under the sun. But ultimately what we decided was to conduct a market study with about 700 men, 200 women to really understand what skincare products men were already using because we could see that more and more men were using skincare products. We just didn't know which were the most commonly used products. So that's actually where we started. And we wanted to, we knew we wanted sunscreen to be a part of the solution, but I'm really interested in habit formation. And the first thing you learn with habit formation is to make it really easy, to make it easy yeah. and to be able to attach it to a part of someone's routine. And you're never going to get someone to develop a habit by saying, here's the six step process that you need to start. Um, and it's gonna take another 10 minutes in your day. And you know, ideally all of these things are good for you, of course, but my primary interest was they need to love it and they need to use it. And so yeah. that's really, that survey really informed a lot of what we started with. Yeah, I, that's really interesting. And you know, the habit formation part is, is especially in interesting because, you know, I have this conversation sometimes, um, you know, with, with skincare in general, right. It's, it's like people say that, you know, you want, they want their skincare to work immediately, or they want any product, whether it's skincare, or anything, they want it to be this immediate effect. And it's like, you know, you have to understand that there's a whole psychological aspect associated with it, you know, which is the habit formation part. So I'm really glad that you, you touched upon that. Now, Dr. Goldstein, I have a question for you because, you know, I know that, um, you know, get Mr.'s product, um, the sunscreen is considered to be clean and also medical grade. So I want to, um, get just your opinion about what it means to be clean when it comes to skincare. That is a great question because I think it has been hijacked a little bit, um, when there's no FDA, there's no standard for what does yeah. clean mean? 
So we really focused first and foremost of our ingredient for our sunscreen, our active ingredient, and went with the non-nano zinc and then kind of the basics of wanted it to be hypoallergenic. So we stayed away from products like parabens and phthalates and other products in there that would um, create issues for a lot of people. And the non-nano zinc in a high concentration is complex. And so we have a very sophisticated product. I wanted something though that would also have some age defense and slightly, um, we have to call it eight, Age defense, not anti-aging. So we also have soothing, <laughs> soothing ingredients and evening out skin tone. So whatever you know, a man might use it for, like it's got lactobonic acid, which is a very gentle polyhydroxy acid, which does gentle exfoliation, but it also helps retain moisture and reduce transepidermal water loss. So wow. with a lot of more natural ingredients that are not allergens, like almond oil and um, other just bland, but very effective ingredients that are good for the environment and safe to use. Yeah, no, I mean, that's really interesting about the, uh, the nano zinc um, or the, you know, it's, it's, or non nano zinc, right? Um, It's important for me to understand that because I really don't know much about um, that in general, but like, you know, what are some of the biggest complications? um, If you don't mind me asking. Uh, associated with that ingredient? Well, I think at this point in time, I got invited and listened in on these um, uh, webinars and the National Oceanic Society puts these on and they go on for hours and hours to talk about what the research says about sunscreens and their safety and in the water. And I think the bottom line is we just don't know fully. There are some signals that say that perhaps this is a negative to have the nano zinc, not necessarily for humans, because yeah. we don't really absorb it to level, level that's going to be an issue, but what is it doing for the environment? And rather than, I think it's prudent, it's reasonable to say, why don't they have to prove it's safe? Why does right. the environmental groups have to prove it's not safe? Right, right. Where we are with you know climate change and everything, we're just highly sensitive to saying you know what why don't we try to do no harm? Right. Yeah, that makes sense. That's actually very interesting, and you know especially from sustainably a sustainable standpoint because you know everyone loves to talk about sustainability. I feel like in this industry, but it's really um, this is a very interesting perspective to really think about because you know for me like my my ongoing biomedical research is in um, you know nano level toxicity and it, it you know I focus more on like the lung aspect of things but like for what I've noticed is that you know sustainability is this very um, you know deep much more deeper of a conversation than we're allowing it to be and I think that really touches upon what you just mentioned which is you know nanoparticles are things we don't fully understand and the effect they're having on the not only the environment but also us I mean it's a huge it's a huge topic of interest for me you know personally so thank you for that I, I appreciate your explanation. Um, I want to actually, I want to go forward and, and ask about, I know that the product also has niacinamide in it. So mm-hmm. um, what, what was your uh, reasoning for using niacinamide? Is it something that, because, you know, I think a lot of people, 
you know, especially our listeners, like I, I want this to be clarified actually, because niacinamide, I feel like is everywhere in the industry. It's <laughs> like every single brand is like, we have a niacinamide. We have niacinamide. Term, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I would love for you guys to like really explain to us, you know, like what, what is the role of niacinamide, especially for, you know, um, men and, that have beards and, you know, just that overall um, just area of the skin, like what role does it really play? Well, it is, as you know, it reduces inflammation. Yeah. So in particular for men after shaving can be a soothing ingredient. So that it's also, you know, it's used for a lot of acne products and decreasing skin pigmentation, but in particular to help soothe post-shaved skin was our role for putting it in there. It also is an antioxidant. So yeah. that helps as well. And it's kind of like part of our smoothie for the skin, you know, this all in one, we've got you covered, whether it's your skin's a little irritated, this will kind of calm it down. Yeah. Yeah. I know that's, that's her line of smoothie for the skin. So she wants to add in. Yeah, please, Eliana, please add in. No, I, I just, I think Beth covered it really well. The main thing that I think we always went back to when we look at our formulation and when we get questions around it is you why do you have to have multiple different products for multiple different, you know, purposes or functions? Why couldn't you put niacinamide or lactobionic yeah. acid or some of these other things in with your sunscreen? That was where we yeah. fundamentally started. And we really learned it's hard um, is the short <laughs> answer, you know, to get the consistency that you're looking for, um, to get the real effects of the products. But over time, we've now gone through several iterations of our formula since we launched, and yeah. we've been able to find a product and to develop this product that um, really is unique in its ability to have niacinamide, to have other antioxidants, and then to also still have that SPF 30 coverage, which um, I think when we looked a lot of, at a lot of the products on the market, initially, they were like an SPF of 15 or... Yeah. Five, um, which weren't yeah. weren't necessarily giving you, especially if you're only applying, you know, not not as much as you might hope on a daily basis. So, well, that's uh, you know, that's one yeah. of the biggest questions I actually have. You know, Eliana, I I really want to know because people always ask. You know, I get questions all the time, and I'm not a dermatologist. You know, I've said this several times on my podcast, <laughs> and I always get the question like, "Oh my gosh, how much sunscreen should I be applying, and how often should I be applying it?" So, I would love to get a little bit of clarification around that, and may, we can even use, you know, get Mister Products uh, or, or or the product for you know a, a good measure of what to use. You know, if you if you could answer that because I think a lot of people are very, very confused about this topic. So I'll take my first stab because this was, I think by balancing having a dermatologist with someone who, you know, even though I've known a lot about skincare, I'm, I'm definitely a minimalist. Um, I only use our product on a daily basis, really. Yeah. And the first, that is one of the first questions that a lot of skincare products say apply generously. And you're like, yeah. what does, what does that mean? I don't, especially if you've never, for a lot of our customers, this really is their first product they've been using. It's that first foray. So what we looked at when we first got our bottle, um, it's an airless pump. So on our packaging, it says five pumps daily. And that was yeah. actually us measuring out what approximately would be needed to cover your face, neck, ears, and the tops of your hands to get an SPF of 30. 
on a daily basis. But it's fascinating to see, even with that information, what we've now heard from customers is, you know, how do I think about this in terms of if my face is larger or smaller? And so what we've said is it's almost like a nutrition label, like it's one serving, but some people might need a little bit more than that. If they're a little, you know, depending on what their needs are, it's just the the foundational baseline of what you'd want to use. You can always use more. You just might run out a little bit more quickly if you're, you're using more than five pumps every day. Yeah, that's, that's actually a really, you know, I think that's a very brilliant way to approach the idea of dosing, you know, when it comes to skincare, because I know that very early on, I was speaking to um, a good friend of mine, she's a wonderful dermatologist in, in the UK, and she was trying to explain that, you know, with sunscreen, you have to really understand that, you know, you need a certain amount to be able to cover your face and to put it on adequately. So I really love that you have incorporated that into the packaging itself and put that on there because I'm not going to lie there are people I know people that do like like spot treatment with sunscreen and I'm like what are you doing like this is (laughs) it's completely defeating the purpose of creating this layer of protection you know over your skin so yeah I I I really like that and you know I want to um I want to ask because your the sunscreen I mean that you guys have created is it's it's beautiful. It's a beautiful product. I mean, it's so light and it actually makes you want to put it on your skin, you know, and that's something that I think is very rare to come across in this industry, um, especially with sunscreens, because for me, I'm not going to lie, you know, just as a consumer, even though I know it's good for my skin, it's what my skin needs. Oftentimes, I would avoid sunscreen like in my early years and be like, I don't want that greasy feeling. I don't want that, you know, sticky feeling on my skin. It just, it felt terrible. So how was that in terms of the formulation aspect, like getting it perfect? Because, because your sunscreen does not feel like that at all. It's, it's almost like a serum if I was, if I'm being honest. So we, in our <laughs> survey, there are certain key words that are like, why they don't like sunscreen and we're like okay it cannot be greasy it cannot show up white on the skin you know these boxes need to be unchecked you know we can't have anything greasy so we worked with a tenured chemist from a a large group who worked with us and went through many iterations (laughs) we're both smiling like many iterations Um, (laughs) and i would say it's still we kind of view this as we're always taking feedback from customers. This is an always ongoing process because we, at the end of the day, you know, we want people to feel like this is just a face lotion. This is a Mm -hmm. face lotion that is nutritious and energizing and protecting. Um, And SPF 30 is one of those beautiful benefits from it, but it's not, at the end of the day, we can't have it feel like a sunscreen. Otherwise, um, no one will use it unfortunately, to your point earlier. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. And, and, you know, that's the thing is like, I feel like with sunscreen, it's like everyone talk. I mean, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, Eliana, but like, I feel like everyone talks about it, but it's almost as if like the least amount of effort is put into like formulating sunscreen products. Like I always feel like that with most lines because I'm like, why is it that all of your other products are great, but your sunscreen is like 
literally just the worst. Like it's, it just feels awful, you know? So um, I, I think that it, it's very, very special to me as a consumer to hear that you really went through it and, and made sure it came out perfect. So, you know, um, much appreciation for that. No, no correcting needed. I will say just two things. One of them being, you know, I think on a consumer standpoint, I've yeah. sure learned a lot about this, but the education around the experience when you're using chemical-based sunscreens versus mineral-based sunscreens yeah. and understanding what that means and what we know and what we don't know, all of that, because I think you can have an experience, kind of like a therapist, you can have an experience with one and it's not good. It doesn't mean you should give up. Um, yeah. You just, it's about finding that right one for you. And we're trying to make one that's you know incredible for as many people as possible. Um, yeah. but it, it is hard to make one. And I, I, that was one of the first things we heard from manufacturers. They said, you're starting with sunscreen. Really? Why? That's going to be too hard. You should do a, you should just do a eye serum to start with. And we're like, well, yeah. that's, that's great. I'm sure there's a lot of great eye serums, but really the problem we want to solve is that, you know, not the beach sunscreen, not, not that we want that day in day out just like you're brushing your teeth product. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I want to actually know, um, Dr. Goldstein about more about like, you know, I know the website is, is by the way, phenomenal. Like I, I love your website because you have so much information on there. And I think, you know, in this day and age, especially with consumers buying anything and everything, you know, it's very important to keep them educated, um, you know, on, on a daily basis. So, but by the way, everybody listening, if you go to getmister.com, that's the website for the brand and it's a phenomenal website. They have so much great, um, you know, educational material on there, but I want to ask you Dr. Goldstein about the things that we really really should look for in, you know, in products that are more sunscreen based, you know, like just like, like what are some of the big hallmark, you know, ingredients that are known to, I guess, you know, accelerate the, you know, the formation of skin cancer or just, you know, aid in someone who might be predisposed to it. I mean, is, is there anything like that or any insight you can offer um, about that topic? You're talking about other other uh, ingredients in sunscreens or more yeah like, yeah like any you know because I know that the, yeah there's so many of them so so I think in terms of with the FDA and the chemical sunscreens you know those are all being looked at with a fine tooth comb and in the U.S. we're not going to get the ones from Europe because the process is taking too long and the patents are running out what is probably the most exciting new aspect is the DNA repair enzyme and yeah. that that can help for very high risk people. It's more of a treatment. It's a twice a day product at this moment. Um, as far as, you know, people can use the chemical sunscreens. Um, the yeah. studies, you know, that showed if you use it all over your body extensively, you definitely absorb it. But it's interesting, particularly the oxybenzone, you know, it's in a lot of products and we're getting exposed to it in many ways. And so is our, um, you know, our water system as well. So yeah. that's what I think about, you know, the different products to look for. And that's where yeah. I really love the zinc and the yeah. titanium. And then yeah, the oxybenzone I've definitely seen everywhere. I, you know, I, I, I can definitely relate to that as a consumer. I, I've seen that everywhere and I've always been very curious, you know, 
like in terms of just the overall next like like the sequelae that you know occur from using <laughs> these products uh you know over time so um i i love that you know right now i know the product is is very um travel friendly you know it's, it's a smaller bottle and it's and i really enjoy that but i'm i'm really waiting for you guys to come out with a with a body size because i think we need that <laughs> oh we've got some things in works i will say there's um we we wanted to have uh, our larger size, let's say, a little bit sooner, but um, COVID supply chain challenges have been very real. I will say mm -hmm. that um, in terms of our sizing, but luckily we have been able to launch um, our all mineral uh, SPF water resistant lip balm, which mm -hmm. we did just go ahead and launch, which is a hydrating lip balm because I think that was another area where we heard from customers of you know, my lips have really gotten burnt when I'm skiing or golfing or things like that. And then um, speaking to your last question, a supplement, which actually has vitamin D and um, vitamin B3, which actually there's some new studies showing that when taken daily can actually help to reduce risk of um, non-melanoma skin cancers by around 23%. So, that's very interesting. Vitamin so B why did you combine it with vitamin B3 though? Because I know vitamin D is actually a huge problem because it, in terms of like getting levels up for people, like, you know, I, I, I know a lot of uh, my, my patients or my colleagues or anybody really, I know that, you know, with vitamin, low vitamin D levels, it's very, very difficult to get those levels up. So I'm curious, um, well, what was your thought process when you were formulating that? So there was a study about six years ago published in the New England Journal of Medicine, and this is for high-risk people who have a lot of precancers or history of non-melanoma skin cancer. And by yeah. taking it twice a day, 500 milligrams of niacinamide or nicotinamide, as Eliana said, it reduces it by 23%, your new non-melanoma skin cancers. And then for me, a lot of my patients, and I take vitamin D, and rather than add another step, again, trying to make things simpler for people, instead of mm -hmm. taking two pills, they can just take one, particularly for those patients who are actually starting to really protect themselves, then they do really need to be getting their vitamin D from a supplement, because as you know, it's hard to get from your diet. Yeah. Yeah. And what do you, how do you feel about those products, Dr. Goldstein, that are like, all about topical vitamin D. I've been seeing those everywhere and I'm like, what is this and why? Like, this doesn't even make any medical sense. You know, like people are like putting vitamin D on their skin and they're like, oh, this is going to help my levels. Like, no. <laughs> I think the idea that it can penetrate and actually increase blood levels is intriguing, Yeah, but you know, it's really easy just to take a pill. <laughs> <laughs> yes, a hundred percent. I love that. One more step. You know, if we could just put topical vitamin D into our three in one simple skincare regimen, we're looking for it. <laughs> yeah, no, hey, yeah, I, I love that away. answer. <laughs> I love that answer because it's very straightforward. See, now everybody listening, you heard it from, you know, a dermatologist. So please, you know, <laughs> think about what you're buying before you buy it, please. Um, but yeah, no, I, I think that it's really interesting. And I love that you guys are really approaching, you know, this idea of, 
um, you know, protecting the skin and also protecting us or being preventative um, towards skin cancer development. I, I think that, you know, you're approaching it in a, in a wonderful way. And um, I absolutely love the sunscreen. It's really great. I mean, I, it, I'm telling you, honestly, it's one of the only ones I've ever used that I can use without feeling like I've got something on my skin that's like limiting like my makeup or it's limiting, you know, for example, like I know, um, you know, as a woman of color, a big, big issue is the white cast aspect of sunscreens. And, you know, um, your product is absolutely, you know, no problems at all for me with that, <laughs> um, you know, whatsoever. No one's ever commented on Echo. Why do you, why does your upper lip look a little blue today? You know, because <laughs> <Like with laughs> you get that, you know, you yeah. get that weird coloration and stuff. So it, it's really, you know, I, I think it's, it's a beautiful product. And I think, you know, the work is, is, is truly extraordinary. So I really, um, everyone out there, I really recommend you check out, you know, get Mr. Uh, skincare. Again, it's get you know, getmr.com and, you know, leave us some feedback, leave us some uh, questions for Dr. Goldstein or Eliana. I would love to pass it along to their team and, um, you know, and anything else you guys want to know, just, you know, put it in the comments, but thank you both so much. This has been wonderful speaking to you. Thank, thank you so much. Her. Ekta. This was great. Thank, thank you. you. Really yeah. enjoyed it.